Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to Just the Sip. I am Justin Sylvester. Today, I decided to go back in time. We recorded this podcast like four or five weeks ago before all of this messiness and tragedy struck our country and just give people a little bit of inspiration right now. And I talked to this young lady after seeing her documentary. She is an influencer, she is a singer, but most importantly, she is bearing her soul right now on YouTube. She is living with something that I can only imagine is hard because I cannot even put myself in her shoes. And I just think today is the perfect day to drop this little nugget. Please welcome Lele Ponce. Hi, how are you? (laughs) I know normally when we're not in quarantine, there's like an audience, people clap. The way that you the way that you like announce it, I thought you were in a show like without the audience. You know what? I'm trying to keep it real. I'm trying to keep it real for everybody. Um, Congratulations. How are people experiencing and accepting this series? Really, really good, actually. I'm I'm surprised. There's so many people that came out saying that they have OCD as well. Many fans, parents have come to me saying that their kid has has OCD. Uh, Some Harvard students who are um, studying uh, like neurological behavior have commented and said that like that what I'm saying is very really accurate that that it's very helpful for them as well and you know there are some people that are just like this has to be like like this can't be real because obviously um you know some some of them don't understand what OCD is and some of them haven't seen me with OCD of course like I don't show that I've never shown that everybody's like shocked so I, I feel like the shock a lot of shock for a lot of people yeah um, but um, I hope that after this documentary is over, everybody understands that what OCD is, what ticks uh, are, and everything. So let me ask you this question because the title of the, the documentary is called The Secret Life of Lele Pons. Why did you keep it a secret for so long? And what made you want to let that secret out with all your fans? I kept it a secret for so long because I was really embarrassed. Um, I, I I didn't want people to see me really like like different and treat me like a like a patient and and treat me differently. And then like you know God, I don't know. I just like I've had really bad experiences in the past, like when I when I was little with OCD and like people judging me. So I was like I had that in my head for a while. And then you know it got to a point that I couldn't function anymore. And my my managers and my friends kind of noticed, and I had to be like completely honest with them. 
but they took it in such a good way. Like they, they, they were so supportive that it kind of like made me realize that like, maybe there are people that are super supportive of this. And, uh, I opened up to a lot of people and then I met other patients that have OCD and they knew who I was and I kind of motivated them to actually get help, to push themselves to get treatment and medication. And then they said to me, this is true. They were like, you have a big platform. You, yes, you do videos. Of course. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. But you, you, you haven't used your platform for any causes for, to like do a big movement. And it's the truth. I am an influencer, but I haven't done anything of like that and used my platform for something that, like that helps a cause and I was just like this is so dear to my heart I have to do this and I have to do this in a very good way not just one video I want to do this and and, and bring my my therapist and, and and put a link there of how to get help and I think it's something that took me a while but I'm happy that I'm educating um a lot of people yeah. yeah and this is like I want to make this clear because a lot of times when we talk about mental health in you know in this day and age and the social media day and age something happens and a celebrity comes out and says, I just find out, found out that I'm struggling with anxiety. This is not something that's new to you. You have been dealing no. with this since you were how old? I think like before 11. And when did you get diagnosed? Um, it says there I got diagnosed 2008. No, like somewhere around there. Somewhere yeah. around 2008. Very young, very young. How did you first notice that you were different? I first noticed that I was different. Uh, well, I, in school, you know, like I would, you know, people usually drop their pencil and pick it up and continue with their test. And I would pick, like drop my pencil by accident and like pick it up, drop it again, pick it up, drop it again. And I, I couldn't focus. And my, my teacher was like, stop doing that. You're distracting the class. And then when I was sharpening my pencil, I would do all, all the pencil in and like the whole pencil wow. would be, uh, yeah. And like, that's, annoying for, for, for everybody. And then I would get stuck in places and I couldn't stop touching. And you know, that's so weird. Everybody was just like, why are you touching that? Like, and I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't know. So yeah, it's you don't so know weird. when you're little, you don't know what the hell's going on. You don't know why you're doing things that you're doing. And that's what happened with OCD, but that's why it's so important to educate everybody. If they have their condition and they're educated on what they have, then they know that what they're doing is, you know, it's not that you're weird. It's because you have a condition. You know, and, yes. uh, it's important to know like, no, 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 this is why well, I'm doing this because I have this, you know? And when yeah. I found out, I was like, oh my God, thank God that I, that there's a, there's a cure, like not a cure. There's, there's are people like me, that it's just not me alone that is doing this. And there's no explanation. There is an explanation. Look, g girls can be mean. Okay. Girls can be ruthless. How did you go through high school with something like this? I, I, I got out of, um, of uh, middle school for a year to treat me myself. Um, and then high school, it was, you know, just so supportive. I had a lot of supportive friends, though. So mm. they helped me a lot. And they would, like, always stick up for me. And they were like, you don't know what she has. Like, and they came to my therapy sessions. So they, they knew. They knew. It was the support group that got you through it. Yes. 100%. Look, I am a gay man. When mm. I film something at my home... I have to make sure that everything is perfect because I'm anal retentive, no pun intended. And I like to make sure it's all, you know, good and that people know that my background is clean. I don't have OCD. How are you creating videos for millions of people to see 
knowing that you have this disease? Like, it must have to be perfect. Like, how do you, how does the stress of keeping all those things in order and making that perfect shot in that perfect video, how has it not literally taken over you? Um, because, you know, uh, when you have OCD and you're a professionalist, uh, that's what you focus on, being perfect and obsessed with uh, working hard. I feel like when it comes to my my business life, like it has gone really well because um, it yeah. helps me, like it motivates me, like it, it pushes me to like work a lot without me even noticing. I don't even get tired because it's all in my brain. Like, So I think in that sense, it helped me in personal life. It has not helped me at all. Relationships, I suck at relationships um, uh, because of OCD a lot. And it has, a, ha it's had, it had, a really bad impact in my life. That's why I don't really have boyfriends. I never had like anything, no boyfriends, anything. And I, and when I like a guy, I become obsessed with them and do a lot of weird things that like, they're like, okay, I can't do it anymore. This is really Cause you can't control it. Yeah. Like I start comparing, I start becoming obsessed with them. Like call them like maybe five times an hour because of like re repetitive stuff and like, they can't take it. And, I, and I'm just like, can't do this. I can't edit myself when it comes to relationships. That sounds like I do call a man five times an hour. One of the yeah. where he is. I always thought you had a secret boyfriend I that wish. you weren't telling us about. I wish. I wish I had a boyfriend. I just need to. I, my even my therapist said like after twenty five maybe, but your brain is not developed yet for that. Do you think now that you're open about this secret and you're open about your diagnosis that finding love may be easier because there's no shame involved in it? Yes, thank God that I didn't put my purse like that part. I told my 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 team not to post, like not to put um, the part of the relationship OCD part, because then it could scare guys away. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I think I think it's important for like if I even meet a guy, they have to know my condition. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy. And now it's out. The YouTube yeah. has seen it all. Another relationship that you talk about in this which is so fascinating, is the relationship with your dad. Is he hot? Hold he hot? on. I literally told my <laughs> producer, I literally said, her dad is kind of hot. And um, he, <laughs> you found out that your dad was a gay man when you were younger. Yes. But it was confirmed to you when you were about 10 years old. Tell everybody what happened when you were 10, because I can't say it. Uh, I walked in on him. The man, <laughs> which is okay because then he walked in on me a lot of times, so we're even. <laughs> I was gonna ask you, are you guys even now? <laughs> oh yeah, we are. I think I think he's walked in on me more than I've worked on him. I I have learned from my mistake. I always knock on the door. Always. <laughs> you always knock on the door. What was it like? finding out and realizing and dealing with your dad being a gay man? I had to process it. I had to think about it. The first thing I thought about, to be honest, was not that he was gay. I didn't even care. I thought about how um, how I was kind of like, how it happened. I was thinking about my mom, like how, you know, like why didn't you tell my mom that thing? I was more concerned about my mom than anything. I was just like, yes, he's gay. That's amazing. And I'm so happy he is because I love him more. But uh, I felt bad for my mom because um, she probably, she did love him, you know, and like, it probably was um, hard for her. And I kind of felt like I wish I knew because I, I felt like I was lied to, you know, 
uh, I wish I knew. If I knew earlier, that would be amazing. I, I never had a problem with it. I just wish I knew. Yeah. <laughs> but how hard is it for you to, you know, I come from a family of divorced parents. So I know how hard is it, how hard it is to straddle, you know, between your mom and your dad when there's a breakup or infidelity, but this was something different. It seems like when you're, when you come out and you've had a relationship with a woman, the cut is deeper. It's more of yeah. a betrayal. It's more of a lie. How hard was it to be supportive of your dad, but also be supportive of your mom? Of your mom. Yeah, both. I've always been so super, super, I think I feel like I've been more supportive of my dad because I understand why, where he was coming from, you know, and how hard it was for him. But I also love my mom and I understand why she went in pain, you know, because, uh, she really did love him, um, but she's so supportive. Like she understood completely. She was just like, "Man, I wish I had a husband." <laughs> um, you know, like because they got divorced and everything. So, um, and uh, but it was it was it took me like maybe a month to like fully understand it. Um, yeah, like, a day to accept it. <laughs> you know, but like I had to like because I had wanted to learn more. Like, did you have a boyfriend? Like, how is it? Like. You know, how hard it has it been? Like, what do you feel? Yeah. Like, I mean, I want to know. I want to help. I want to, I'm super, I've always been super supportive when I came to my dad. I'm super protective also. I didn't want anybody to ever, like, talk bad about him. Yeah. And your OCD was probably like, I need to know everything. Yeah. And you have to tell me three, three times. <laughs> tell it to three me times. three times. Yeah. Is your dad in a relationship now? Yes, he's in a relationship of like, oh my God, I feel like eight years already. He has more luck than me. Um, but, and he, and, but um, you know, he, he has a boyfriend, super cute. Um, they're, they're super in love. I wish I had one. My mom and me are so single. You know, you're going to find one. You are going to find one. And I say this because, let me tell you why I think you're going to find a man. Watching this documentary, my therapist always told me, you're never going to find somebody until you truly and honestly deal with all of the things that you've gone through in your past and come to a realization about who you are. So yeah. there were years where I was like, I just want a man, I just want a man. But up until this moment in my life, I'm 33 years old, I'm much older than you. I came to a conclusion and I've accepted myself for my shortcomings and I've been honest about them. And yeah. it was like a weight was lifted off my shoulders. I'm sure going through this two year process of making this documentary has honestly, I don't want to say relieved you, but it's almost like you're being completely and openly authentic I'm, to who you yeah. are. And I'm now somebody's going to be like, okay, this is who she is. And I can accept and deal and cater and yeah. love that. I, I told somebody. My I told my 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 like my team. I was like, why can't I have makeup in this, just in case somebody sees it? Because I, I have no makeup on ever. Like in this documentary, I'm crying all the time. So I was like, when people see this, cry baby. <laughs> no, it's just it's real and raw. And you know, when you're behind those YouTube videos, it's you're scripting it. You're you're making this, yeah. you're making this content. What was it like moving into this realm of? being real and being raw uh it's it's the first time i do it it's kind of easy because uh i'm not acting it's just be yourself <laughs> it's hard it's, it easy. it's easier in that sense to film it's harder to put out well, oh wait explain that to me please 
You it's said it's easier to film it. Yeah, because you're not you're it's it's just filming yourself, you know. Yeah, people are just like filming whatever's going on. Now it's harder to put out because it's so raw, it's so unfiltered, you don't know. You're literally letting people in your to your life. What was the hardest part for you to let go and to let people see? I think um my the fourth episode, uh me so vulnerable about the 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 bad comments. That's hard for me because I'm 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 giving kind of I feel like I'm giving like the haters like happiness by them seeing that they have affected me. But I I do want to show that we all go through it. And because I always thought of like oh they don't affect me, I always like say ignore them. But I want to show people that like people that have been like also bullied, like I'm vulnerable too. And like you you being sad about something is okay, you know? Yeah. And and it's it's something that and I hope that people will see that that it. Words and, and stuff do um, affect, affect people. Yeah, whether it's me or whether it's somebody else, I think it's important to show that because I, I I've never done it before. At what people point, probably think I don't care. I always thought you didn't care. I I always yeah. thought like you know people say oh let's just let it slide off and but at what point did it become a part of your psyche, a part of the hurt, like? Was it Vine? Was it Twitter? Was it when when Instagram started taking off? I think this has always been like you know like um, Twitter kind of thing. You know, like I feel like everything platforms. You know, it depends. It, I don't know which one, but uh, just happened two years ago. Something happened, and I was like, it, something triggered me, and I I was never like into comments, but I feel like my OCD became checking comments, and that's yeah. why I started like really panicking and checking things I didn't want to check. It's so hard to avoid them, though. Like, it's hard to avoid the comments. But I, it's hard to avoid them, but imagine going to look for them, you know? Like, I would go to... That's look. part of your OCD. Yeah. It's the worst OCD I've ever had. Yeah. The checking and making... How hard is it to let one go, though? Because, you know, normally I can look at a comment and be like, you know what, in an hour, I'm going to let it go, yeah. delete it. no. That's when the thoughts of the OCD come in and all I do is replay the comment over and over in my head and like believe it. It's so tough. That's the worst. Does it affect how you live, how you work, yeah. how you deal with people? Like it, what's it, the it, effect it have on has it on you? It it affects my mood. That's why before like an interview or something, I'm not allowed to check my phone because it will affect my mood. Like I will like panic. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Has your OCD ever affected your ability to create? Because in your no. documentary, there is like this moment where your body is exhausted and you're physically ill is that from your ocd or is that just from you tire yourself out i think i'm i mean ocd is draining but i can't say that like maybe i've gotten been late to other places or whatever and 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 i'm drained from it but i don't think it has affected me like when it comes to like creating like uh, like uh, creating um skits and stuff no but definitely like if i have to go to meetings or like i have a show yeah it hasn't affected me there I read somewhere online that people think you you're this diva bitch. Cause I'm really bad at relationships. 
you know, I struggle with them a lot and I'm very awkward sometimes. And I think people think that because as I said, I'm not vulnerable. I just like, everything's perfect. I'm like this and that's it. You know, like I try to put like this image of myself that is like untouchable, but they don't know. I'm just like, not, it's the opposite, you know? And, uh, it's crazy. That's it's it's I've never done something like this before, you know? And obviously like and I think I think and people have said like, oh she's this and she's that because in person sometimes I daze out and when people are talking to me, I'm just like and I don't listen to them. And it's it's rude, you know? Yeah. It's rude when you're late. It's rude when you're late. It's rude when you talk to people and you're not listening to them. It's rude when you it, like it's just a lot of things and they don't understand sometimes that it's just not not personal to be honest, and I'm late because of this, or I'm, I'm not listening to because my brain lit, I have ADHD, my brain went somewhere else, you know? Yeah. And then I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I, I was ignoring you. And then sometimes like, I look like I have a bad face because I'm like thinking about something completely different. I'm just like, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> did you ever in your mind, like, cause you know, a lot of times like when you're gay or when you have, you know, certain illnesses, you know, agents and managers and people around you say, hide it, hide it, because it'll, it'll affect your money. And we don't want to do this. Like you need to keep this to yourself. Did you ever feel like you had to hide in the closet with these two illnesses? Uh, until I had to explain it to people, I had to hide it. Like, for example, in red carpets, I can't, I, you know, uh, uh, I had to like breathe, have a tickle, tickle break, it's called, you know, just like let it out and then come back yeah. to the interview. Because it was that it, it was just too much. Yeah, because if I show something, people are gonna twist it and say she's on something. You know, why is she ticking? Like, what? Why does she look so weird? Like doing stuff. You know, and I just have a tickle break. Let it out. How? It's a wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. It's called wiggle break. Sorry. A wiggle break. Wiggle it out. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting because we only see the extreme forms of Tourette syndrome. Yeah. Yours is very subtle and it's almost invisible. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It's, no, I played it very well. If I tell you the, the, the ones that I have is, you'll, you'll notice them. Uh, I bob my head, but when I do it, but you think that I'm saying yes to you. And then like, I do a lot of linking, linking. It's like all over the place. And then on my hand, I do this a lot the whole time. You don't know because it's not like thick. No. Like it's not like it's not like the ones that people usually think, but they're very mild. But I can hide them very, very well. No, I just thought you were being cute. I was like, oh my god, she's cute. She's in it. She had a, co a coffee. She's caffeinated. Her ponytail is going crazy. I that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Does it ever get overwhelming? Um. Yes. When uh when I have when I'm very anxious or when I have to tell a story I'm really excited about to tell um. They show That's when they come out. And there's one tick that I do that they, I'm going to show in my third episode that it's a tick that you can give me. Like, if you do this one motion, I'll do it because I can't. Oh. Yeah. If you put your hand up, it's it's really bad. It's like, it's something that if you put your hand up, I have, I have to do it too. It's weird. But it's a way of how you do it, though. It's not like you just like do this. No, no, no. It's a way, like, it's like a twitch. So it's like intense. It's so interesting to me because I feel like, you know, in the YouTube world, you guys have been so guarded. And so um, your personas have, you know, been, been crafted. And there's more and more people on the YouTube front 
the you know um, Lily sings, you know you. There are other people coming out and saying how you know this can be detrimental to your mental health. Do you find that in the YouTube community, there are a lot of people who deal with different mental health issues? Oh my God, so many people have come out to me, like have uh, shared to me stories and I am shocked. People that, like huge famous people, famous, more famous than everybody, like just, and have come up to me and said what they have and similar things and I've been shocked. So insane. But why do you think that the YouTube community can't just be honest with their viewers? Do you think viewers will leave or do you think this is a form of therapy for them? I think uh, it's because their YouTubers are just constantly engaged with comments. You know, like actors, like let's say Meryl Streep are not having this problem. They're not, they're not with comments. They're more mature, you know, like right. they're, they're, it's, it's the truth. She, she's not on social media, just checking comments. She has a life she has she probably has a ranch somewhere you know but we at social media we're, we're social media we are on social media like where the comments are you know yeah so you have to right. live in it yeah i'm dead set on finding you a man right now you have to please no no i'm gonna find him i'm going to find this dude and I'm gonna sit him down and I'm gonna make him watch all these episodes today. No! no, no, I'm gonna say now nah, imagine her with makeup. Okay, there. I mean, Show me But even without makeup, you're so gorgeous and so beautiful. I just cannot believe that you're having trouble. Like I'm having the hardest time wrapping my head. I know around. so many people have the hardest time, but with man, if you knew me, you'd be like, no, no, no. This is the good side. She's just she's all over the place. If you, all my friends, they, they, they are very patient, let me tell you. I can't imagine. Like I just, I'm trying to wrap it around because you're so beautiful and you're so talented. And I think part of why I like you so much is because you're so vulnerable in this documentary. A lot of people have said that. They, they're very happy and respect. They have gained respect because of that, uh, because I've shown that part. And I was just like, wow. I did never expected to have um, so much support for being so vulnerable because a lot of people take crying and everything as weakness and yeah. wanting to have sympathy. And I was just like, man, people are gonna probably think this by, by me coming out having OCD, you know? Yeah. You, you know, you recently talked to me about um, going to um, treatment, going away for a minute and going to treatment to get all this, you know, um, to get your OCD back under control. <laughs> And a lot of times people think, oh, celebrity's going to treatment and she's blaming it on, you know, mental health or she's blaming it on dehydration. Do those places really work? For me, it did. My experience. I, don't, I can't tell about other people's experience, but um, it's very important to go to treatment. You know, if people don't agree with that, that's their, their decision. But I strongly recommend go to treatment and please uh, take your medication. I've seen what happens when that person that has OCD or whatever doesn't go to treatment, how their life has changed to the worst. Because they can't control it. No, and I've had to help them get out of bed and everything, so. What's the lowest you've ever been with your OCD? I couldn't get out of my 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 room. I couldn't get out of my room because I was, I, I couldn't get out of my room because of like, I was upset, ups, like obsessed with like um, going back and forth and back and forth of my, my door for like three days. When I was, this is when I was very young though. It's so crazy because when people have parents who care and who understand, I think a lot of times when kids have these issues, their parents 
blame them or they take it out on them. And there's not this white glove type of service given to the child. How different would your life have been had your parents not believed you and opened their minds to maybe she is different? I don't know. It's it's very important to have a support system, but you can have a support system. Like I would have went and find found some someone you know that's very important if you don't if you don't have supportive parents let's say i hope you, you do uh there are places yeah. that you can get help you have to just go and get and, and seek for for help and there is i promise there is in my in my website that i do in the end of my episodes that's that's a link you can go and get treatment but again there's a lot of shame that people have you know growing yeah. up in homes that you know they don't talk about mental health and then they grow up to be teenagers and the shame that comes with it but i feel like thank you to i hope you. that this documentary helps you know them i love you and i appreciate you i love you too and girl i remember dude. where can people find this youtube series my my channel it's free to watch it's free to watch. And if yeah. someone is out there and they think that they are struggling in their mental health with some type of issue, where can they go? In the link, they can go to the link. Also, uh, there's NBI, which is uh, it's a, the center in West Palm in Florida. And that's where I go, NBI, the NBI center. Amazing. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to talk to you when your date, when your album comes out. I can't wait to talk to you when your next movie comes out. Come back Thank here you. at Sip, and we are going to sit and talk again. Thank you so much. Vanessa, welcome back. Uh, it's been a while. Lele Pons, come on. I love how vulnerable and honest she is. I'm so intrigued by the whole thing. I think it's incredibly fascinating and... I'm like you, I want her to find a man. Let me let you know something. I'm gonna start off with saying this, and I'm gonna be honest with you guys and stick with me here. I'm not trying to be a fake bitch. I'm just trying to be real. Okay. Sometimes when the YouTubers, when you meet the YouTubers, they come in character and they, you know, they come on the show, they walk in in Daily Pop, and they're either on from the moment that they get there or they're secluded they're cut off and then the minute the camera goes to start they then pop on and it's this like manufactured this is what i would love you to see situation right with her she's always had the creative chops i've always kind of enjoyed her videos and i've always said that i feel like i didn't know who she was and watching this documentary gives me so much insight to who this person is, I only feel like people are gonna understand her more from this. Mm -hmm. And it's also gonna elevate her career so high because I feel like in celebrity today, you have to be vulnerable, you have to be willing. And her story is going to A, change a lot of how we think about people, especially in, in this YouTube social media game. But it's mm-hmm. also going to allow people to see that you can have a life, you can have a career, you can be famous and also be struggling with X, Y, and Z. Oh, for sure. And you know what's really interesting with, with the whole YouTube generation that they're playing characters is that people or the audience watches YouTube because they actually think they're watching these people in their real lives, right? That they think that these are real people, that these are real things.
but they're acting and they're they're just as much characters as the characters on television are but people think that whatever happens on their youtube channel is like their real life and this proves even more that it's not right that they that they are truly just these characters that are you know putting their art out in a different way right 100% and to, and to hear that she is struggling with all these things you I do like that she's sharing it because I do think there's a whole audience and a generation that's coming up behind her that can learn and like relate from this honesty instead of this fake life. 100%. I know even, I know even with my six-year-old daughter, I'm constantly trying to explain to her that YouTube is not real life because yep. she doesn't understand. She's like, well, why does that kid get all those toys? And that they have a, you know, a water slide in their backyard. And, that, and I was like, Baby, they are paid to do those things. People are paying them, sending them all those toys. That's not their mommy and daddy buying them all those toys. And it's really hard to get her to understand that. No, so it's really tough. It's, it's like a it's, fake world that they think is real. Yes. And you know, it's so interesting because like, I'm not dealing with OCD or Tourette's or right. anything that is that debilitating. I will come out and say that because I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to compare my situation to hers by any means. But there are things that I haven't dealt with in my life. Um, and there are things that I had to figure out in my twenties and in my thirties because I was ready for love and I was ready to like, to do it, but I wasn't really ready. Right. Like I wasn't in love with myself. And I also was hiding things from myself that I didn't want to deal with. And I think for her, it's interesting because she was like the biggest thing on Vine ever, the first woman to hit a million, you know, reloops on Vine or whatever you might call it. And no one knew about this OCD situation. Right, so right. imagine having a, a relationship, a boyfriend, and he doesn't understand why you're calling him five times in an hour. Right. Why he needs to say the same thing three times because you're not being open and honest with yourself and you're not being open and honest with other people. But now that I feel like, she's gone there and she's gotten it all out and people are going to see this vulnerable side of her. That love is going to come to her. The universe was waiting for her to do this. I agree. You guys, thank you for checking out Just a Sip. I am Justin Sylvester. You can follow me at The Lady Sitter on Instagram, on Twitter, and you can go ahead and tell your friends to listen to this podcast so review, rate, subscribe, send this to your friends. Let us know. Vanessa, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. We love you as usual. <laughs>